I've got to ask you about packing the courts. And I know that sure. you said yesterday you aren't going to answer the question until after the election. But this is the number one thing that I've been asked about from viewers uh, in the past couple of days. Well, you've been asked by the viewers who are probably Republicans who don't want me continuing to talk about what they're doing to the court right now. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't. I'm not going to play his game. He'd love me to talk about, and I've, I've already said something on, on Corpac. He'd love that to be the discussion instead of what he's doing now. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Creepy Uncle Joe does not want you to know whether or not he is going to pack the court. He's going to keep it a secret all the way till the end of the election. And if he never wins, which I hope he does not, you will never find out. You'll never know who his choices are because he refuses to divulge that information as well. But Trump's choice, Amy Barrett, is currently at her Senate hearings uh, being questioned. She's being asked some pretty ridiculous questions all day long. What's really annoying is you think that the Democrats would get it together just a little bit. They just keep asking the same question for every single senator that comes up. It's the same questions over and over and over. If I was her, I would just say refer back to the very person I first person I talked to, and there's all your answers. If you have nothing new to ask me, let's speed this thing up and move it right along. Because all they are doing is relentlessly asking about the Affordable Cares Act. They're asking about Roe versus Wade. And they keep harping on a couple previous statements that she had made um, about the Supreme Court Justice Roberts and uh, I guess another gun law that she believes, or in that particular case, let me say, she believed that the gentleman who was selling, I want to say she said inserts, like knockoff inserts for shoes, that to strip him of his gun rights, for that minor of a crime uh, was, you know, she questioned if that's appropriate because of how insignificant the crime really is. It's not a violent crime, didn't hurt anybody. It's like if you've ever been in New York and everybody goes to New York to get the knockoffs. You go down the, you know, the street, you got some guy hustling on the side, gives you the fake Louis Vuitton, doesn't mean he's violent, doesn't mean he's going to do anything wrong. Does he really need to be stripped of his gun rights for such a minor infraction? Now, Miss Hirono from Hawaii did have a, a really stupid question to ask her. I'm going to play that for you, but you know what? Thank God Trump nominated a woman because I thought we were going to dodge all this type of stupidity. However, somehow or another, it did work itself in there, and I'm going to play that for you real quick. Uh, to ensure the fitness of nominees for a lifetime appointment to the federal bench or to any of the other uh, positions uh, for any of the committees on which they appear. Uh, I ask each nominee these two questions and I will ask them of you. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No, Senator Hirono. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? No, Senator. There it is. I have no idea what the obsession with people on the left is for always asking or thinking about sexual improprieties. 
Like I said, thank God she's a woman because had this been a man, it would have been just like Kavanaugh. Some lady would have popped out of the blue from 50 years ago when he was six years old and, and said that, you know, he she saw him riding a bike near one of her friends or something really stupid to just blame anything on the man. So thank God it was a woman and they can't really go that route. So it spares us having to listen to the nonsense. Even though we've been spared from that, believe me, there is some very stupid things going on one way or the other. Uh, that was just a small taste of one of the dumb questions. They're, they're continually asking stupid questions. The decorum is a little bit better. You're not having people fighting, yelling, and screaming. Cory Booker got a little testy. Um, from what I've seen up to, I have not seen every single person because it started at 9 in the morning and around 6 o'clock, I'm just tired of listening to it and seeing it because it's every time a Democrat came up, it's like I'm listening to the same thing over and over and they're trying to ask the same questions in different ways to get a different result or a different answer and she keeps giving them the same answer that she's a judge and she can't comment on other people's cases and give her opinion because that's not appropriate for a judge to give you an opinion so she's been shutting them down with that literally every time they ask these stupid questions uh the republicans on the other hand are doing a pretty nice job they're being very easy on her they're using their time wisely mainly in the beginning of each one of their statements they're using some of that time to combat the political statements that the democrats are making or they're giving the judge an opportunity for her to respond to some of their statements, which are statements slash attacks and accusations directed at her for things that she has said in the past. Um, I think the oldest one that I had heard today was from 06 and something she had said or written down or signed off to. They have treaded lightly around her religion. I know that that's been a big talking point in the media and from the Democrats since Trump, you know, announced her nomination. Um, but they have treaded lightly around that so far. You have had a few Republicans clean it up. Uh, probably one of the best statements that I heard at least today uh, was Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz did a really good job at pointing out a lot of the hypocrisy of the left how they want to say that the Affordable Care Act, Roe versus Wade, and Second Amendment and all that are at stake if she is confirmed. But Mr. Cruz pointed out how our religious freedoms are under attack uh, consistently and how our freedom of speech is under attack. And he pointed out some cases that he was part of uh, where he had to defend these freedoms and pretty much when he was done uh, with his statement, he asked her some very human questions like, what does she do with her kids for fun? Do they play any instruments? How has COVID affected her family? And had a real nice human interaction so you could see the human side of the lady and you're not just seeing her constantly on the defense while they're, you know, attacking. Um, one pretty funny moment is she seems like a smart lady as she speaks and you know, I don't know her from anybody, but as she would speak, she seems very intelligent. She has been very one way this whole time, which is a, a good sign. She has stood her ground with everything that they've been asking her. Um, but 
one of the senators asked her about her booklet in front of her, or uh, it's a pad of paper in front of her. I'm going to play a little clip for you. It's just a few seconds long. You can hear that interaction. Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning, Senator Cornyn. You know, most of us have multiple notebooks and notes and books and things like that in front of us. Can you hold up what you've been referring to and answering our questions? Is there anything on it? Uh, that letterhead that says United States Senate. That's, imp- that's impressive. Yeah, I would say it's impressive. Everything that they are asking this woman about the past, she must have a really good memory because she not only remembers all of it, she remembers exactly what she said in most of it uh, and is correcting a lot of the Democratic senators as they're asking her questions with no notes. She's sitting there very calmly. She's got her coffee and she pays attention. And when they try to hammer her, she just gives it right back or she does the correct thing being, you know, part of the judicial branch. And she does not give an answer based upon, uh, you know, theoretical questions. A lot of the Democrats too have been trying to pull the sympathy card and they're putting a lot of pictures out of people that have either needed the Affordable Cares Act or they've had issues with family members passing from COVID or the Roe versus Wade. And they're trying to really wear on the sympathy of the viewer watching, not so much her because she didn't make any of those decisions. She's not part of the Supreme Court and it would be irresponsible of her to come to a conclusion right now without all the facts in front of her, which is what she keeps saying to them as the uh, hearing continues on. Uh, it's a long process. Man, I feel bad. <laughs> you know, you feel bad for because like, how long can you sit there and these people just spewing hate at you, asking you the same questions? And I'd be, you know, at some point you're like, man, I've already answered that like 10 times. How many more times can I say the same thing? But, you know, that's how the Democrats are. They're going to beat this horse to death. That's just part of the gig. You know, like I said, thank God she's a woman and not a man because it'd be a whole nother ball game. They have very limited stuff they can attack her on. And even the things that they try to attack her on, she's very witty and she comes right back. She's not sarcastic at all. She is extremely professional um, for what I see. Uh, but she's witty because she's, on the ball, knows what they're talking about, remembers thoroughly what they're talking about, and corrects them consistently, which is nice to see. And I think that's somebody you'd want on the Supreme Court personally. Um, You want somebody that's smart. You want somebody that remembers the laws. You want somebody that has a really sharp memory because, you know, most of us, we don't know nothing from nothing. You know, somebody says Roe versus Wade. We only know that that is attached to, you know, the abortion law. Do we know any of the details about the law or anything of that nature? No, of course not, because that's not part of what we do and that's not part of our day-to-day life. So, of course, we don't know. But her, that is part of her day-to-day life, so she needs to have a good memory because there must be thousands upon thousands of cases that have some type of relevance going to the Supreme Court that she's going to need to recall or remember or make big judgments on in the future. Um, You know, earlier in the week, too, they were talking about court packing. I think it was Senator Kuhn was talking about court packing, saying that what Donald Trump is doing currently is court packing. And it's a shame that you'd have to give a senator a lesson on what court packing actually is, because filling a, you know, honest vacated seat, you know, uh, 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. It opened a seat up. It is the, the president's constitutional responsibility to fill that seat. Now, is he pushing it through pretty fast? Maybe. Is it necessary uh, in this political climate? Yeah, I think you're going to need nine people up there because God forbid anything goes wrong with the election, you're going to need a deciding voice in there because otherwise you're going to have it stalled out at four and four. You got four conservatives, four liberals, and it's going to go straight down the middle and you're not going to get anywhere. So, um, but court packing in case he missed is like this. Okay. You don't like the makeup of the court. You don't like that there is more liberals than conservatives or more conservatives than there are liberals. So you add additional seats. But to do so, you got to have the House, the Senate, and uh, the White House, and you have to get rid of the uh, filibuster. But if you do all that, you say, hey, I'm going to add three, four, five, six, whatever, more seats to the court, and you're going to stack it with liberals. Problem with that is the next president that comes in that takes over it all will say the same thing and he'll stack it more. Before you know it, we get 50 Supreme Court judges and now the court has become more of a political weapon than being judicial. It has lost its purpose, in which case we've lost America because then there really is no rule of law. You're only passing laws based upon your political affiliation or beliefs. That's not the intention of the court. The the court is supposed to be separate from that and make their own unbiased decision, you know, based upon their reading of the actual laws. So uh, if Kuhn missed it, He might want to pay attention. And believe me, I am not the sharpest tool in the shed. However, if I know that and you've been in Congress as long as you have and you don't know that, then that's a problem and you're just dumb. One of the more uh, uneducated, since we're talking about that, and annoying senators, in my opinion, is Klobuchar. And I'm going to give you another little exchange from uh, her and Judge Barrett. Just in case you haven't seen any of this, which I don't blame you, you're probably working like everybody. I was working today. It just so happens that I have to be on the move a lot, so I was just playing it over the speakers and listening to it in the vehicles I was moving, and even that, I still miss quite a bit of it. But uh, I'm going to play you another little cut and show you how annoying she is. She is definitely living up to her reputation of being an idiot. Throw a super precedent. How would you define super precedent? I, I, I actually, I might... Uh, Thought someday I'd be sitting in that chair. I'm not. I'm up here, so I'm asking okay, you. Okay, well, people use super precedent differently. Okay. The way that it's used in the scholarship and the way that I was using it in the article that you're reading from was to define cases that are so well settled that no political actors and no people seriously push for their overruling. And I'm answering a lot of questions about Roe, which I think indicates that Roe doesn't fall in that category. And scholars across the spectrum say that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. But descriptively, it does mean that it's a case, not a case that everyone has accepted and doesn't call for its overruling. I don't okay, think so I'm- here's what... Here's what- <laughs> she thought she'd be sitting in that seat one day. Thank God she's not, because... You imagine her on the Supreme Court? Oh my God, we definitely would be lost. But what she was talking about super precedent is um, Brown versus the school board. Nobody challenges that. Nobody's going to challenge that. It's been accepted widely through society. That's the integration of uh, uh, black and white in school. Nobody's got a gripe about that nowadays, even though we're all supposed to be so damn racist. But nobody has a gripe about that, so we're not going to challenge it. However... Roe versus Wade is being challenged all the time. 
because half of America, I would say, are pro-life and the other half are pro-choice. So you're going to consistently be challenged. So it doesn't set that type of a super precedent. And she was trying, Klobuchar was trying to take that out of context about an opinion that Barrett gave. Um, it was either on a particular case or it was in an article. So she was trying to turn it around and use her own words against her, trying to make it look like, oh, it's not a super precedent, which it's not. I mean, it is consistently being challenged. I think uh, during the trial they said there's actually 14 pending cases on Roe versus Wade um, from a bunch of different states currently. So is there any cases? Uh, Brown versus the school board? Uh, no. Because, like I said, everybody's cool with it. It is what it is. You know, nobody's going out of their way, although we have this big racial problem in the United States where we're all a bunch of racist. Yeah, if we were so racist, why aren't people still fighting that? But you know why? Because we're not racist like they say they are, and nobody cares who goes to school together. That has long passed. But just like that answer she gave her, um, she's really sharp and, and on the ball. And again, with no notes. I mean, it's it, her memory must be very good. Um, it's been very annoying when the Democrats ask questions. When the Republicans ask questions, they're trying to clear up a lot of the stuff uh, that Democrats are throwing at her. Uh, another one was gay marriage. There's two justices on the court that have made a statement about fixing the gay marriage law, and they were trying to say, I guess for her, would she join them because Scalia joined them um, in trying to do something about it? And, you know, her resp- response was obviously Scalia may have ruled one way on something at one time. And if it's brought up at a different time, he could rule a completely different way with a different understanding of the law or if the law has been changed at that point. So there's no way she could give you a hypothetical answer and she would refuse to do that anyways which is good because they're all they're looking for right now is for her to say anything that's a little bit off color or out of step with what they want to try to make her look like a villain uh, to the American people. And she's doing a really good job so far handling herself. I don't see that happening. So I don't see any great commercials coming out trying to twist her words against her. Not saying it can't happen because these people are stupid, but there, yeah, the, the potential of having like a really good cut from something, it, it doesn't seem like it's there. Um, also, all of them start out their whole speech with how we shouldn't even be doing this right now because of COVID and because the president's just trying to rush us through and it's unprecedented and it's never been done in history and blah, 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 wine, wine, wine. My God. Can we act like adults for five minutes? I know it's tough for you people, but can we get it together? I did like one of the uh, Republican senators. I don't remember who said it because there's too many in a day and they're back and forth. And like I said, I was in and out, but I did catch one of them. And it might have been um, the gentleman from North Carolina. His name, it's uh, it's going past me right now. However, however. You know, he was he was saying, or one of them was saying, if it's the wrong person, and you watched it, and I'm, you know, giving you a false fact right now. Um, but somebody did say, as grocery store workers, basically hospital workers, first responders, how they are all essential workers. He said the Senate he deems as essential workers, so they should all be in there getting the job done instead of hiding out in their homes um, from COVID. So 
you know, I don't disagree with him on that either because if we can all continue to go to work, if I can continue to go to work, I didn't get no break during COVID. Um, many people wish they never got a break. So many people are out of work right now. They'd have killed to keep their job. And But, you know, the Democrats and the CDC and Fauci and everybody else wants to shut us down and destroy the economy. So now you got all these people out of work. And, of course, they're trying to blame that on Trump as well. So <clears throat> that's for another day. But um, I got one more little clip I wanted to play you to show you how adult-like we're acting. Uh, this is not actually from today. It was from yesterday in his opening statement. Mr. Booker, who I just despise that man. But I'm going to play a little clip from him as well. People are voting right now. The American people should decide. The American people should decide. The American people should decide. I will not be voting to confirm Judge Barrett's nomination. Oh, well, there's a big surprise. Like anybody thought you're going to vote for her anyways. And I don't know, do you think that by you repeating yourself three times that it gives you some real effect that's really going to sink into people's head? Or is it like mental torture? You figure you'll say it enough times and people just do it just to shut you up. Because that's the way I was feeling. was like, please, somebody shut him up. He, he looks like he's going to break down and start crying. I don't know. That guy's a weasel. I don't like him at all. I think he's a total weasel. Uh, that's it for today. I'm sure it's going to continue to get worse from here on out. I think they got another session tomorrow and Thursday. I think they wrap it all up. Um, so I will see what happens between tomorrow and Thursday. Probably give you another update on Friday. And uh, that's about it for me today. Hope you enjoyed what you're hearing. Uh, if you want to contact me, L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at Gmail at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at Twitter and uh, Parlor Joe Little. Have a great night.